0: Hello, everybody. You're very welcome back to Watch the Story podcast.
1: McManus Pharmacy Main Street Clara are here for you. Get prescriptions filled, fast and in confidence. Phone or text ahead and we'll have what you need ready when you are. We have a huge selection of health and beauty products in store as well as a private consultation room. If you have a health or well-being query, call today on 57 or WhatsApp 085-851-7959 From all the team here at McManus Pharmacy, stay safe and well.
0: Are you looking to support local businesses? Well, now you can. Check out the brand new Clara Business Directory on www.littletownmedia.com. You'll find all our local businesses in one place with one click. So let's support our own. And check out the Clara Business Directory on littletownmedia.com. It's everything you need in black and white.
2: Broadcasting live from the little town of Clara County Offaly, it's What's the Story with Lloyd Bracken. Get in touch today through all our social channels and have your say. Oh, and thanks for listening. Now it's over to you, Lloyd. What's the story?
0: Hi everyone, you are very welcome back to the 51st episode of What's the Story podcast. I know it's been a while since our last podcast with Ronan Scully, but nonetheless, we are back and I have some great guests booked in over the next few weeks. Uh, on saying that, I'd just like to wish Ronan Scully all the best. He's on the border of Ukraine at the moment and he's helping there with humanitarian efforts during uh, this unfortunate war that's taken place. So lots of changes, uh, some... Not so good since the last time I was talking to you, but look, we'll keep things uh, ticking along and positive. I hope everybody is well out there, wherever you are listening around the world, because I know from looking in at uh, the podcast stats, we have lots of people listening from all corners of the world, which is absolutely brilliant, and thank you very much. Before we start, I'd like to thank McManus Pharmacy and the Clara Business Directory for sponsoring this podcast. McManus Pharmacy have a brand new website launched just this week, and it's designed locally by Kim Finley Heaven. So please check that out on www.brianmcmanisfarmacy.ie. If you'd like to support the show here uh, and maybe sponsor a podcast, please get in touch through the Little Town Media Facebook page. Right, let's get this show on the road. My next guest is arguably Clara's most decorated goalkeeper and is still, to this day, adding to the trophies he has won down through the years in both codes uh, of football with Clara Town and, of course, with Clara uh, GEA Club as well. Uh, But that's not all. What's about my next guest? So we'll find out. It's a pleasure to introduce to you, James Keenahan. What's the story? Well, how are you? James, how are you getting on? Are you well? I'm good. I'm good. Are you nervous, James? Very,
1: very, very nervous. (laughs) Of
0: course, then, when someone says, are you nervous, that makes you probably worse. Well, there's no need to be nervous. Uh, You're in good hands here. James, first of all, happy belated birthday.
1: Thanks very much. Was it a, a big one? It wasn't the age, yeah. well, <laughs> Pulled <laughs> the devil by the tail a bit. What age were you, James? 45 last week, yeah. Right. James, there must be a big
0: trophy cabinet up in your house, is there?
1: Well, yeah. Huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a long time, I think. I started, I suppose, when it was seven or eight. I we won, we won the Greenfield League when it was eight or so, under under eights. And I've been playing since then, so. Tell
0: us about some of the, the honours that, that probably mean most to you. Or are they all on equal terms?
1: Um... Well, yeah, but some of them are, some of them be bigger than others. I think last year meant a huge amount to me. The Counties Cup, I I think the big thing for me, the huge thing for me was that I was 27 years older than the youngest player on that team. Wow. And that kind of meant a lot to me because I was, how, you know, how would I get myself in that position? You know, was I good enough to be there? And I, and I, and I. Of Course I felt I was. That's why I stayed there. That counties cup was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, we we had two, we won two in a row back in seven and eight. And that was good because we I've I've been blessed to play with such good soccer team. GA circles, we won a minor and under twenty-one in kind I think it was ninety-six, ninety-seven in the space of six months. That was that was special enough, but you kinda don't you don't see them things now, you know. But uh, that was, yeah, they were fairly good. I suppose I've been playing so long that there's so many of them. I went to Castle Daly for a term and I played with Castle Daly. And that was kind of odd because it was a complete outsider. And uh, to win a county final in a different county it was, was, it was a bit funny and how accepting they were of me. Was
0: yeah. Of course, you're not the only Clara man to win a. a Account or a county final outside his town.
1: No, no, no. Terence O'Brien would have done, and I, I think there's a couple of others. But managerially, would have been all Pat Flanagan yeah. would have won a lot with other teams. Um,
0: James, when you look, when you were stepping out on the, county, the Counties the county's cup, and you were said you were 27 years older than than, a, than the youngest player there. What do they think of you, or does is age a number in that game? or are they sent him? Jesus, this that is <laughs> he's pushing um, on. <laughs> but well, they obviously they have the confidence in you that.
1: They would, yeah. Um I think it was more <laughs> the management that had the confidence in me because they were kind of stuck for a goalkeeper, let's say, last <laughs> year. And that's how it came about. And uh, they called me up and says, we're going to have to register you because we're not sure if we have a keeper yet. And it just went from there. It just kind of went on. And as the season went on, the team got better. Uh The coaching we got, which oddly enough I've played so long we never really had as much coaching as we had last year and for such young lads there was four or five young lads 16, 17, 18 on that and they were amazing like they were phenomenal and that's probably what won it for us in the end was youth but there was a good bit of experience for me a lot of people have said it's your experience in the gold. You're so, you're so much older than the kids and they'd listen to you and which they do, they did and they still do. And, and I do have good fun with them. Now they do give me socks of it, of course. And I like that because they're not, um, they don't stand back and they don't go, all, you know he's the older guy we say not to him yeah. but they, they, they'd sock it into me so when they, they keep, get keep
0: you on your toes then
1: oh they do yeah they're yeah. brilliant you're brilliant I played with them yesterday I was very I was, I was lucky to be able to play yesterday uh, the keeper was off sick uh, so I got to play yesterday and then you look out in the field and you've these kids that's what they are really is it a buzz still playing at this age yeah very much so very much and my thing is that I I just can't step away from it when I say I can't step away from it I just want to play But as I've got older, I want to play more because I feel I didn't do as well as I should have when I was younger. And now it's like when anybody you talk and say, well, well, uh, Do you know, I'd love to be playing again me and Martin Devine to have these chats over and over and over again you know I'd love to play one more time you know that's what Martin yeah. said Yeah, anyone that would be outside of it but I'm not able and I can see myself yeah of course I'm slowing up and things like that and I got took a couple of hits yesterday and I think I'm broke up you know but at the but, same time
0: But what's the mindset there to say I need to play or I need to get better or I want to play more is it something that you have to prove to yourself or someone? I,
1: I don't know I, I, sometimes I think it's trying to prove to myself but I, I I enjoy, I suppose, I, with soccer at the moment. I enjoy being around, you know, around the players and how good they are. There, there's geniuses there; they're, they're unbelievable footballers, and I love that. And I love the idea of being able to play in their presence. You know, GA practically gave me up a few years ago because there was four and five goalkeepers there, and you know, oh yeah, move on, and that was fine. I,
0: I, Is that a sore point, James?
1: Sort of, kind of, because I would have liked to have uh, I would have liked to have got a bit more time, I suppose, in the game, but uh, to be honest, to be, to be fair, in hindsight, you look back, I wasn't playing well, quite busy with work, and I wasn't given the commitment I should have done, and when you don't give the commitment, you're not training properly, you're not training properly, your game will be affected, and that sort of thing, you know. So
0: the timing wasn't right then.
1: The, yeah, and, and look, to be honest, it was just, you know, you can feel, you know, you're you know when you know what to say. And I yeah. kind of knew that, look, it's time to move on. Now, and I yeah. you know, and I didn't envisage, I went into kind of the bit of management with the management team last year. And we were in Rahan one evening, or Mukla, actually. And I got a call saying, we have to register you with this soccer team. And I thought, <laughs> wow. First of all, I thought somebody wants me. And then secondly, I went, Do you know what, let's give this a <laughs> lash. And, um, yeah, we didn't lose a game last year. and That was huge. It was brilliant.
0: In fact, Clara haven't lost really with uh, you at no, all.
1: No, no, we've lost very little. We've, we, we, we lost a couple. I think, I think Gary said that we lost two or three games in the last two odd, two years or so. Yeah. And like when you take the age group or even take me out of it, I think the oldest guy then is somewhere in his thirties. But you're looking at guys from 17 to 32, 33, and then me, because yeah. I'm even older than the management. So, <laughs> but, you know, that's and, remarkable, and, really. And and that's that's where it's at. But
0: so does the management not look at you, Gary, and say, oh, "No, no, this that's 45. I'm at 42. I could play this. I know it's a different position, Ari. But does he think? The, do you think the guys like Gary are a bit envious? That
1: mm, they're not I, no, bad? no, because I think. Gary and Derek and Mark, they've all kind of, they've all played really well throughout their careers and that and I think they've figured out that, you know, their job role and job description is a hell of a lot different than they know. I could play in a game that's full on, but there's a lot of games where I mightn't touch the ball for a certain length of time. Yeah. The only thing is when you have to dive and put yourself in those positions, you're always going to, you know, pick up slight injuries and things like that. But for the boys, especially Gary and Mark, they, they were strikers. It was always running, running, yeah. running. Yeah. They brought me on one night in Tullamore, uh, just as a sub. We were winning well and they brought me on to put me up the striker and I walked off the field and I said, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. It was running everywhere and I couldn't figure out where I was going. But they did that for years. And the same with Derek, who's a very good defender. And he was always, uh, you know, he covered a lot of ground, yeah. you know. but
0: well, that was my next question. So why are you goalkeeping then? Because from a very early age, you were kind of dead set on, right, this is what I want to do yeah, as the goalkeeper.
1: Well, yeah, I was younger, I hurt my back. I played outfield. I have under 11 and 12 medals as a midfielder. And I played outfield and then I hurt my back. And then I realised I wasn't, I suppose I thought I was a lot faster and I wasn't. And then I got this thing in my head. My my ma used to buy me uh, a goalkeeping jersey and gloves uh, you know and, and things like that, that they were the things I got myself into and I liked it and I spent most of my time out kicking the ball off the wall and then I decided so just this diving is good crack yeah, and I got into that like my first ever game of football was a Leinster semi-final wow you know my first ever game as a goalkeeper was in a Leinster semi-final I saved the penalty in the two so your first game was ever. a Leinster <laughs> final. a Leinster semi-final yeah wow and that was my first now when I say my first game my first real game I had played some Challenges and things yeah, like that. The first competitive, yeah. There was another. There was another keeper in the goal, and I'll, I'll never forget. They called out who's the the team, and I was going. You know, we were, we were sitting there. I, I kind of there or thereabouts. I knew I was coming good, and then he said, um, "What do you call? He called me out as the goalkeeper, and I, I I was ecstatic to be honest. And uh, and and ever after that, then I just kept at it. You know, I have been well, God Thirty-one years, I suppose, really playing a goal. Yeah, a lifetime. Do you have a preference, James, for soccer or GEA? I spent so much time chasing GA. Uh, uh, what's the word? GA dream. No? Yeah, I suppose it is. Um, most people would say I'm a hell of a lot better soccer player than I am a GA player, which I'll take on board. I, I, I do. I do. Get, I'm beginning to see that more now, but. Um, I like soccer. I like the idea of it. I like uh, the GAA always found it that bit mentally harder. You know what I mean? And then the GA is just after moving for, you know, it's after coming along so far with the kickouts and Cluxton mm. and all these really good keepers. And I didn't have all that fancy footwork, to be fair, you know. So to be allowed, you know, I, I wouldn't have had the freedom, like I see with goalkeepers now. I wouldn't have been that good enough, you know. Mm you know because most of those keepers play in goal and outfield where I always ever played in goal so outfield was kind of alien to me a bit
0: Okay, talk to me about your uh, UCD scholarship
1: oh that was uh, scholarship was it it bore nothing really a few people had said to me that I I should you know try and follow it up you're doing well Frank Fury was very instrumental in it all to be fair to Frank he put uh, a lot of time and effort into you know getting me up there and stuff and there was I remember arriving there, there was 32 goalkeepers and I made it and I got the provisional scholarship and I was lucky enough to get a few games with them. I was lucky enough to, uh, play played against like sort of Dagnam and Redbridge and True Alexander and stuff like that on the provisional scholarship in Dublin. You know, I didn't get to travel with them. I did sub on the first team for a bit and then kind of it faded away, uh, because there was, it was just, it was all sport and then college you had to get the points for college and the points didn't seem to come and they moved me away for a, a term but so that that's really that it was just uh, I was there and then of course I got the I got the bug for uh, going to work I wanted to have a few quid in my pocket because yeah. you really I hadn't you had nothing you know Yeah. and uh, just got the bug to go to work I suppose work was in me you know You played for London as well I believe I played for London GA. Uh, yeah <laughs> again another another uh, I don't know how it happened but I got a phone call one evening uh, <laughs> we need a goalkeeper would you be interested in coming up the train I did and I played and played against Awfully was, I was happy with that um, yeah I, I enjoyed that time in, in London Like they hadn't won a game in five years and we beat Carlo by a pint one of the days and <laughs> <laughs> there were celebrations for a week so yeah you got all those days
0: Go back to you you mentioned uh, playing for Castle Daly was when you won the county final there was there I, I don't know how, I suppose, I don't want to be too personal, but was there kind of an element of like, now Clara, I did it with these. I could have done it with you. Well,
1: to be fair, to be fair in that uh, whole scenario, uh, there was a Clara man over them in 2007. He took me over there because, again, they were struggling for a goalkeeper. It seemed to go a lot of places where they were struggling <laughs> for keepers. <laughs> and he took me over and I got injured fairly early that year. But I remember coming back to Clara and speaking to the, the powers to be in Clara and saying, listen, you know, uh, I can get a transfer here. I'm not getting any football here. I was not long after coming out of London and I was after playing quite well over there and I thought I was doing well. And I was told at the time, well, you know, the goalkeeper, Clara, is uh, he's on the awfully panel. So he's going to start all the games because that was like a bit of a rule then. And the goalkeeper for the, the junior team, was going to be the captain, so if you get a game of football, you'd be lucky, sort of thing. Right? Uh, it wasn't said in as drastic as that, yeah. but you know, but you might was, get a game it here. It was about
0: the competition. It was yeah. more so your
1: yeah. It, it was the pecking order, and yeah. I, and you were right at the bottom of this pecking order. And I always said, you know, well, I'm that. Yeah. In my head, I was. Yeah. So to go, uh, I got the offer to go to Castle Town. I went across and they were looking at me, this lad from a townie going into a real country area, you know, and they were kind of, that's the way they see me, as a townie anyway, even though I live in the, <laughs> the States itself. But yeah, I went over there and they were quite accepting. It was the second year, when we, 2008, we won the final. And yes, yeah, and even now I look back at it and go, well, do you know what? I had to do it. And I wanted to prove my worth. I wanted to prove that I was good enough to play in any outfit, you know, and, and, and that's, I suppose what I did over there. And I did very well on the day of the County final. And, uh, A man in a
0: match performance, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people like to say that, even though I didn't get ahead, it was given to another guy. I thought it never bothers me. I was just happy to be able to play. But one thing that always stands out to me on on that day was the amount of people from Colorado went to that game.
0: Okay, that was a a bit of a tribute. You know, That was
1: a a, a buzz in itself for me, even though a lot of them might have gone because they were football lovers, but a lot more had went and a lot more, you know, I think took stock that, you know, he is a bit better than he's getting credit for. Okay. You know. Right. So that's that's so that a bit story. a bit of credit
0: there to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had, of course Clara had a lot of uh goalkeepers as you mentioned, uh John Buckley, Kevin Meehan mm. older lads, Pat Lowry, Dara Scully, Johnny uh Joey Dehan uh now, Marty Robbins, Charlie Dole and David Egan, to name a few like Pascal. You know? And Pascal of course, yeah. And um uh, there's other lads there. Um Ronan Scully was mm-hmm. on the Clara U team uh, that got to the FAI Cup semi-final as well so loads of guys Martin Robbins so like you're you're in there in the Martin Devine Martin yeah, Devine another film, guy yeah.
1: fair film. John Egan was another one yeah Scotchy Rickard yeah
0: so like you're in that element of this uh, goalkeeper dynasty in Clara yeah. <laughs> who would your favourite or standout goalkeeper for Clara in either code have been
1: Well, in GA for me the probably best keeper you would see around was like a cat it was Kevin Meehan but my favourite goalkeeper was was Dara it has to be Dara Scully and, and the reason it was is because if there was a penalty to be taken Dara used to try and psych out <laughs> the player and the things he'd say were just phenomenal and when I was younger when he was playing I used to go and stand as close to him you know as I possibly could if you know what I mean just to hear in case anything would happen but yeah. he talked the whole way through the game he actually would the forward line. I, I I even think most of the forwards just to push out a bit, just to get away from him, because he was just that <laughs> Would guy, he be
0: commentating on the game or just oh, or,
1: commentating and telling them, you know, calling them out and you know, he was just, he was just. I always, I always liked his uh, his way of going on. He was always trying to psych you for some reason. But, yeah, uh, yeah, he was good. Soccer wise. You see, I don't remember a lot of soccer goalkeepers because I'm in the goal that long myself. <laughs> That's um uh, Moses, Moses always stood yeah. out to me because Moses was brilliant. And, you know, when I say brilliant, Moses was just funny as well. Another guy that would spend his time psyching you yeah. um, out. You see, I grew up, the pitch was across the road from me in a So most of my time, Scotchy Rickard would have been in goal. Yeah. Uh, John Egan was the other one. They were the two kind of remember. Um, yeah, but Moses, I do remember playing, you know, and Moses. Uh, he'd be telling lads off and he could disappear behind the goal or anything. You know, he was, he was just another, (laughs) another guy. He was a great character of the sport. Yeah.
0: You mentioned you were playing yesterday and he won fair play. (laughs) Um, So like, you obviously keep yourself physically fit. You know, you're, you're a fit man. Are you naturally fit or do you still have a good regime now?
1: I, I'd be fit enough. I, but you see, of course, I have, I have plenty for doing at home on the farm and that. So that keeps me in some shape. Um, I swim a lot so I, I swim a lot and the reason I do I think that's just recovery because I'd be uh, I'd be quite sore after the games now and like even yesterday I'd take a couple of hits and it takes me four or five days nearly to get over them but yeah it's, I'd swim I'd swim you know two or three times a week I, I like to try and get in a run once a week and yeah so I keep it that because yeah.
0: I seen you yeah, at that county's final and I was thinking like this that's a bit of a warrior <laughs> Down I was thinking of Jesus, he's either going to kill someone or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you were really psyched out for that
1: game or something. Yeah, Is that yeah, your I,
0: normal uh, stance?
1: Yeah, but you see, what, what most people don't realise me as well. Look, he's, he'll talk and he'll do all that, but I, I, I'm a nervous wreck before those games. Okay. I'm an absolute nervous wreck. And if I vomited once before that game, it would have been 10 times. Wow! I drive to those games on my own because I'd be nervous. I couldn't be around people. And then touch the first ball I'm fine but I get into that you know I'm of the mindset that if I'm going out I'm going out to win it I'm not yeah. losing Because and I, and I, I know
0: a week or two before that you weren't well because I know
1: I was talking yeah. to you with, with I missed co- the semi-final because yeah. I had COVID yeah. Yeah.
0: So like were you really fit for that game or were you ready no, for it?
1: No I was very weak for that game yeah. I'd lost uh, I'd lost oh, over probably near enough to a stone wow. in weight and yeah I was quite ill on myself I was, as they say, free to go on the Wednesday and I didn't train with the guys that those two weeks because I didn't want to make, make sure, I wanted to be sure all them were okay. Yeah. Uh, even on the Friday previous to that, was it Thursday or Friday previous to that, they had food up in the field and I didn't partake in that because, but all that being said, yeah, was, I was at 44 years of age and I wanted to, I suppose, prove to myself that I could still do it and uh, I did, I suppose. And that's that's where it was, you know. Great day! It was a great day. It was a great day after. <laughs> it was a great time, <laughs> and it was it was it was great fun. You know what I mean? It was great fun, and it was great to share it with the people I got to share it with, old and young. Yeah. You know,
0: James, how important is sport in your life, or did you ever imagine yourself without sport in your life? What would James Keenan
1: be like? See, that's that's the biggest thing for me when kind of the J gave me up, as to say, and I and you know, soccer was coming to a close. I don't know what i do I, I just don't know what to do without it um, when I say I don't know what to do without it yeah I keep fit and stuff like that but you know I just some people said I should have you know retired and walked away when I did what I did And but at the same time at the parts of me keep saying you know just keep going while you're able and then I do. I was thinking to myself, "What am I going to do now? You know, I'll break down if I don't have support. parts part <laughs> go going to, to fall off." <laughs>
0: go down the coaching element again?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> I did. Um, I did the bit. A bit. Um, I think I got me fill of it last year when the, the 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 football team, the GA team, did so well because it was it was full on and it went right from an early point of last year right through and into February nearly. And at that point then, I was just so fed up of, of you know, going, travelling to, you know, trainings or games or whatever. And it was just becoming, it started to become a chore. And then when, yeah. the, when that happens, you're kind of out, you know. Yeah. I have
0: a, a message here from from Gary Devine. It said, uh, it has been great privilege to play alongside and manage the Goose. Uh, for the last 20 years and he is an inspiration to all the younger lads in the squad and they all look up to him James is without doubt the best goalie Clara has ever produced and thankfully there is still plenty of mileage in the old legs yet best of look in the future that's from Gary Thanks Gary I so, was uh, say
1: that yesterday and he given up
0: Who's Cameron? in the team talk now would it be Martin or Gary? Oh, Gary, be Colonel Martin.
1: Was, <laughs> Martin and I, Martin and I used to bounce off each other, and Lord of Mercy and on Darren. Only for Darren, Darren used to kind of have us nearly keep us separated, because we'd we'd bounce <laughs> off each other. I wouldn't be always fond of what Martin had his. Martin had a special way about t- <laughs> telling you. <laughs> well, we come on, all was special? It was cursing actually. If you were doing something wrong, it's his famous statement is, he shouted in at me one day, if I had another keeper, you'd be over here standing beside me. <laughs> so, and that, that I think, goes down in history among the older player, the right. older generation, because if, if if there's something goes off or at, him,
3: they'll always say it to me, you know. Classic. I'll well, tell
0: you, let's hear from Martin now while you mention him there.
3: Well, I. You asked me to say a few words about James Aiken, and to say he's shy and all would be alive because he's full of confidence and it was his birthday the other day and he's still playing football and playing well. He hopes to get his Connor Cook medal to go with his rich collection of medals that he's won so far. Some of the stories I could tell you about Goose would be extra, it wouldn't be allowed, the podcast would be banned forever, but I'll do the best I can with what I have. Some years ago, Goose was in England and I was with Horslip and we had no goalkeeper. So I, I heard he was home from England and I met him at Joe Collins's one day. I'm a little bit of Horslip, a typical farmer goes, even at that age. So we made an agreement, I paid for a tennis worth of petter for him. And he signed for Horslip and we had some great times out there. Um, what amazed me about him is where he gets time to do everything he does. He is a good, He's a good businessman, good footballer, GA and soccer, he's just for keepers. He's a complete package. There was a famous saying long ago when he used to annoy me and I'd shout at him, go survive another fucking keeper you wouldn't be there. But I was, I've always had the greatest respect for him. I was lucky when I was manager at Clarence the good days that I had two very good keepers. I wish you James all the best and enjoy your night it's an amazing experience and Eli's hands are in good hands thanks very much
0: So now that's the, the the gaffer what do you think of that? Oh stop me and that man used to kill each other What a man
1: Oh he's brilliant Martin's brilliant love Martin Martin has just been there's a couple of pictures after I won there last year of there's one actually just after the game and uh, I'll treasure it uh, where he came over and he gave me a big hug and that meant a lot to me, uh, yeah. And and then there's one I think the next day where we were we were having a drink the next day, and uh, another time he gave me a hug. And Martin wouldn't be the most probably. <laughs> he's probably more <laughs> emotional than we, we we probably know about, but he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been good. He's he's always been good to me, and he's always been. He's been straight with me. He's never. He didn't be around the bush. He'd always tell me as it is, and and yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. James was there any uh, local influences uh, to your sporting stratosphere growing up there would have been yeah I, I
1: just, different people I like Frank Fury did a lot for me when I when I, start, when I was in the Gold Cup, I suppose going, going into the college piece Martin would have had a huge influence on me uh, Bobby Bracken and Mickey Rickard were, were the, the two we won, uh, that won the Sheeran Cup with And they were, they would have been very important to us, you know, that time and in that era, Uh, who else would I, I I, I loved watching Ginger Stewart as a young lad, both soccer and GA, I, I just, I always loved watching his game, you know, I've always admired the likes of Pat Flanagan and his achievements and how, good he actually is as a manager and you know that there's something special there yeah there's those are the sort of people I suppose around who I always like Dara Scully Dara Scully was my swim teacher when I was a young fella <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he, he, he you know so those are the sort of people that you kind of look up to. you know there's so many real good sporting people around Clary you know you, it's very hard to yeah. you'll never list them all.
0: Of course, yeah. Shane Lowry is probably uh, the most influential guy with all the younger
1: lads now. Yeah, of course he is, and deservedly so. Like he, did, he this man is—he's phenomenal, and, and what he does and how he carries himself is just—it's amazing. And, and you know, Amanda's related and all that. But the, you know, he—he's a family guy. He's a nice person. He's a genuine yeah. all rounder. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Clara wouldn't have it any other way. Be, no, he'd be, he'd no, no. Kill. People, I don't think it's <laughs> taken. Like I was on the no. management team last year with Brendy. And I, I really, 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 you know, I suppose got to know a at Trudeau and I liked him because he, he stressed the die. That's it. This is what you're going to, you're going to get. It and that's yeah. it. And everybody got it. And I like that, you know. Yeah, good.
0: Okay, you mentioned Frank Fiery. Um, let's have a little <laughs> listen to what Frank had to say.
2: Hello, Lloyd. Thanks for getting in touch. I am absolutely surprised and delighted that James Keenan even remembers me. The Greenfield League is such a long, long time ago Together with Johnny Scully, I organised and ran it for 19 years. Believe it or not, 25 years have since passed. That's a a lifetime ago. I remember James well. Actually, Johnny and myself still chat about various players, including James, who played in the greenfield down the years. Only a short while ago, Johnny and myself considered resurrecting it as an annual event in Clara but reason triumphed and we decided to leave well enough alone. Well, back to James. What distinguished him from other players at the time was his interest in being a goalkeeper. In his year, all the other players wanted to be strikers or wingers. Not James. He knew what he wanted and it turned out he was absolutely right. He has gone on to distinguish himself in goal at every level. Since his first days in the Greenfield League, As a six-year-old he played for clara town up to and including first team and Clara's senior team he has coached young goalkeepers and to this day he acts in the role of mentor to players young and old james was and most likely still is enthusiastic trustworthy reliable a good trainer brave and possessed good hands he took direction very well i remember at one stage i managed the team when he was the keeper and we talked about his distribution he went away and worked in it James didn't take offence James was and is a very likeable lad he deserves this tribute thanks again Lloyd for including me in it well,
0: James that was the, the great Frank Fury there mm, it's good to hear Frank I like Frank Frank it
1: did a lot for me when I was going towards college and things like that I did a lot for the town and, and yeah. then when he said resurrecting the Greenfield League there well, it was brilliant. There were brilliant times. Yeah. I think we all have memories of the Greenfield League. Me- Even for guys
0: like myself who never played football, always played in the Greenfield League. Mm. You know, which was great. Mm. And you look forward to it. And yeah. Frank and Johnny and them guys did so much for yes, young lads. They did, and, uh, they did. There was so, so common guys. And they worked so hard. Yeah.
1: You know? James, what
0: do you uh, attribute your success to? Is it all your your own hard work or <laughs>
1: uh, to be honest, yeah, my man, died I really attribute a lot of it too because you know they. To be fair to the both of them, and I, I was hardship at times, but they they've always, uh, you know, my dad was quieter, my ma would be more mad. Let me have it fairly, you know. Ma told me the rights from the wrongs, and still does. Mammy's a, a gripe with me, or if I'm not doing something that she doesn't think is right, I get it. And yeah, I like that. Dad would be the quieter sort. He'd kind of, he'd. Uh, He'd tell you, you know, indirectly, I suppose, if you were out in the farm and things like that. He'd never yeah. come at you and say, you have to do this, you have to do that. So, yeah, they were, they were a great influence on me. Were, were you close to your father? I, there's times I, I say I was close. And then there's times I think to myself, was I that close? Because he was just, uh, that worked. And that you get up in the morning he was out in the farm. He was out there all day. You had to go searching for him a lot, you know. And <laughs> um, as years went on, he, like he'd go off herding and you'd be gone a couple of hours, I'd Be 25 minutes and I'm done, yeah. you know. And, uh, and it wasn't that he just, he, he, he did his thing. And, 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 you know, because I, I think because he was. You know, did so much farming on his own. He was a solitary sort of character. Yeah. You know, you get, as I to say, passing chats. You know, yeah. that kind of way. But uh, what
0: well, is like you, you going to the games on your own? Maybe there's that sort. Yeah, yeah, and
1: well. that, that's it. And a lot of people say I'm very like him in, in, in mannerisms and things like that. And I, I probably am. But the one thing about him, he was very, very witty and <laughs> very straight to the point. You know, he he say it as it is and. Again, that, that was always good. But then, you know, my mum's very witty as well. She's a very, very funny character and she's, you know, she she keep you on your toes as well. You she know?
0: just has that wit, doesn't she? She oh, has she's a, just, like she's a mam- comedic uh, timing. Yes,
1: she's, <laughs> mummy's hilarious. And, and that's one thing I think Dan and Ma used to kind of spin off each other a bit. Like, you know, my dad, Matt says something like that, he'd have a remark, but it would be said and, that would be it <laughs> you'd sit down and think about you'd break your heart laughing you know uh,
0: James uh, sadly your father Tom passed away recently um, how uh, was the weeks after his passing been for all the family
1: um, well, look it's thing, time I suppose is a healer isn't it uh, it's been okay you can you can feel it from my sisters and my ma still you know when I say feel it you know there's grief there and you know they're they're struggling a bit but there's not a lot you can do you know it's a it's uh, it's sad it's annoying it's it's everything you don't want to happen do you feel that uh, the
0: kind of the the man of the house mantle has, has fallen to you then
1: a bit, yeah, a bit. Uh, Mammy's very good and keeps control. My younger sister's just phenomenal. She's brilliant. She does just about everything. Uh My eldest sister, she'd be the same. She, she. Again, I always say, Lily straight to the point. So she tell you the way it is, and they've been very good. And we, we've kind of, I suppose we kind of. I suppose sometimes I think we're a little bit we're, we're a bit closer knit now than right. we probably were before. But then, leading up to my dad, I was you know we 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 really had to to uh, rally for the call and all come together and we all had a part to play and you know it was very tough and it's very and I I do see it's very tough on my ma because realistically over the last twenty year I suppose they would be in a home alone as they yeah. say just the two of them yeah. So I can see how difficult it is for ma but again she's 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 busy she's she's good and she 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 goes and does her thing and and that's good for her so yeah. I'm, I'm happy to happy to see that also for the girls as well they've you know they've gone through a lot so
0: yeah and of course the, your your own sons now uh Charlie and and Danny <laughs> yeah um yeah. grandad must have uh, left that nice legacy with them with the farming and working hard and and things like that
1: yeah yeah d- d- uh. Charlie, uh, Danny's younger, so Charlie would have been very, very close to him. One of the final things he did was give him two euro. It was one of the last things he did. Right. Uh, the two euro still sitting on the locker. Um, But what I'm saying, you know, Char- Charlie would be that bit older and he would have had more time with him. Yeah. But it's all kind of, you know. For Danny, it's uh, Danny will ask every now and again, you know, his granddad's still in hospital, right? Yeah, you know, and that that that's kind of, you know, that is it. yeah, it's tough as well. And you know, Char- Charlie was brilliant. Charlie was just phenomenal for a child to 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 do what he did. The day at the funeral, things like that, he went over and held my man, held her hand, and you know, for a seven-year-old to do that, yeah. it's
0: just... Yeah, he's a lovely little Gostan and he must say, he's friends with one of my, yeah, my yeah, Gostans. Yeah, 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 Loves, oh,
1: you, loves Lewis. they probably kill each other. Oh, they all do, I suppose. <laughs> but you look, that's the kid's are kid's Was your dad a
0: sportsman at all?
1: Um, I actually have two medals belonging to him. He won two under-16 championships, uh, football and hurling in the one year at corner back. He played in both of them yeah. and he never played after that because he was 17. I think he was, yeah, he was 17 when he took over the farm. Yeah. Uh, my his his eldest brother died, and the farm fell to my dad. And uh, yeah, that that was I think. Oh, look, I'm I'm not sure if he <clears throat> loved hurling for some weird reason. He, he it's one thing he, he he'd watch, and yeah, you know. But the one thing yeah. about him is he'd watch all sport what was his a few years ago he got in his head he was watching hockey full time <laughs> <Hawks. laughs> so, yeah. uh, but it, it just, just you know there was a World Cup on or something like that but any sport to be honest he'd sit down and watch it yeah, he'd, you know. uh, and I think that he was into watching I don't think he was like he was never a fan of soccer you know okay, never a fan yeah, of, yeah. Of, of playing soccer as such uh, when he, would he be, went any of your matches um, he went to a couple of county finals and things like that, but I don't think he's ever been to a soccer match. I don't right. think he's ever seen me playing soccer. I, I must ask asked <laughs> me, man. I don't think he has. No.
0: Did the name Goose come from farming or what?
1: No, no, no. Well, basically when I started in the tech, it was 13, it was quite a small little character when I arrived in the tech. I, of course, would have got money. I was starting school. and I wanted a jacket. And on the jacket, it said Wild Goose on the crest of the jacket. And the jacket wasn't too big for me. I had it for years. It was just really long on me. It was partly down on my knees at the time. And, and it was written on the chest, Wild Goose. And the lads in the class, in the metalwork class, started to call me the Wild Goose. So I inscribed that on the side of a locker in the metalwork room. And uh, that's where it came from, really. I'm still st- I've am still been stuck with the Wild Goose since I was th- 14. Wow. Oh. Yeah. There's no place like Clara
0: to get a nickname. No no, no, no. No, no, <laughs> Well, you have a very uh, loyal group of friends still today, haven't you? Yeah, stay yeah. Kind of, you're a group I've of fellas.
1: Group, yeah. We've been... Well, look, since so my first day, my very first day at school, I was put sitting with Lionel Rabbit. And Lionel and I have been best, best of friends since then. And then there's, you know, Mark Cornley would be another man that spent a lot of time with me growing up and in my house. And Nick, Noel... David, Sean, Alan, Nile, you know, but we're a group of guys that, you know, there's eight or nine of us that have all been together, you know, we don't always see each other because we don't all live in the one area. There's four of us in Clara and the rest are away. So, you know, when we do get a chance, we get together and we'd always, you know, catch up and have a good night out. Only recently there was five or six of us went out for a night out, you know, with the wives and things like that. And yeah, it's good. It's good. to You know, we've, we've been very close with, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, you know, always I was getting an old chat and that often. So
4: there's an old group there, you know, yourself.
0: OK, well, let's hear from two of those guys, Lionel and
4: Dave. Well, light, Lionel Rabbit here. I have been good friends with Goose since national school, sitting beside him in the classroom or playing up in the cup after school. Goose was always into his sports, but he excelled as a goalkeeper, either in GA or soccer. He put a lot of hard work and graft into that position. That's why he had such a long career in Goal. Goose also was a trendsetter growing up. He had his finger on the pulse when it came to sporting gear, with the Predator football boots or the Reebok pump runners, having them all (laughs) well before anyone else. I would like to wish Goose all the best into the future, and maybe we'll get a chance to get to a few more rugby matches as well. Thanks, Lyde. Well, Lyde, David McCaffrey here. I know James Goose Keenhan since we sat together in first class in National School. We put a lot of sport together in particular GA and secondary schools I remember one particular school game um, we were playing against Carnew of Wicklow in the Leinster semi-final in Apoi this game had everything penalty shots against the crossbar a big melee sendings <laughs> off the late John and bless him said it was one of the best school games he'd ever seen but at half time a Picker school teacher I won't name names squared up the goose and he screamed who wants this game more me or you <laughs> who said you I didn't know whether to laugh or cry They say you need to be a bit mad to play in goal, and I think Goose proved that point that day. Um, I finished up soon after to concentrate on coaching, but Goose went from strength to strength, winning county titles. I was involved um, coaching Clara in 2016 to 2018, and Goose is still playing. Fast forward another six years, and Goose is still between the posts, so his longevity is a credit to him. I think Goose's biggest drive is not that he wants to prove people wrong, but he wants to prove himself right. And I've no doubt, uh, Lloyd, when Goostos finally hang up the gloves, he'd make a great coach and just wanted this opportunity to wish him and his family all the best for the future. Thank you, Lloyd.
0: So now, Lionel and Dave, <laughs> you, know, you don't, don't know what it got to take to get Lionel Rabbit to speak. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: well, I'll tell you a better story about Lionel Rabbit I asked Lionel to be my best man uh, right. for my wedding and Lionel says no I'm not going to talk you make get someone else Are you not going to do the speech and so I ended up having not well, not saying having I, 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 Mark did best man that did the speech and Lionel was the grooms man yeah Lionel. brilliant <laughs> yeah yeah
0: so two good lands there from from your group of friends yeah yeah I've,
1: I've hung around with those guys because they, they would have been in class for me yeah, David that that game down in Karen. you was brilliant the teacher that teacher hit me a box in the chest that
0: wow. day so we won't name
1: that person no 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 I never, I never forget who was she we all still laugh at it everybody <laughs>, laughs at it even people that you know that were in the dressing room that day and they'll always go do you remember that day what um, were you like in school Jim uh, quite <laughs> what, was, what was your class like our class were mental they were, no, but I, I'm just I suppose t- to be fair um, we were both when I say we were both we were messers but we there was no malice in what we did we just it was harmless fun banter ba- yeah but we were always trying to push the next lad on you know uh, you know, or trying to catch a lad out and, and, and that that went from oh god I spend more times outside the door and in the office in the principal's <laughs> office than he could shake a stick <laughs>
0: uh, none of your friends there mentioned that you're a fan of a certain football club Blackburn Rovers oh, Blackburn
1: Rovers <laughs> where <laughs> yeah. did this come from Uh, Kenny Duglish, I was mad into Kenny Duglish as a a young fella with Liverpool and he was managing Liverpool and then Jack Walker paid big money and bought over, brought Kenny Duglish over and and, and that's when I I changed, they were actually in the old, we'll call it Division 2 at the time, it was Division 1 and I kind of swapped over then because everybody was a Liverpool supporter or a Man United supporter you know.
0: Yeah, so that's a Sunderland fan asking you why you smoke <laughs> like <before. laughs> Yes, yeah, so you mentioned the farmer there just briefly, but uh, I don't—I didn't have too many farmers on the podcast. I think P.J. Cunningham was maybe the owner, the other only one. What was farming like in Clara um, back when you were growing up? Were, oh. you, were you involved in it yourself, or is kind of like? Eh?
1: Well, it was a bit kind of as I said, Dad did it just about everything, so I helped. And when I say I helped, you'd help to a point. You were told what the help was like. You, know, you got your, your jobs as such. Uh, but when I was growing up, there could have been five, six milking farms in the area. So they were all dairy farms as such. So everybody was milking and there was always something going on. We we milked cows. I, I remember bucket milking cows. My dad got hurt one time and I spent a, 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 a term, you know, when we bucket milking, we got a new system in and was 40 something cows in the shed, you know, and you had to go and get them in the field and bring them up home. And, you know, uh, th- that was morning and night. So it was always busy. And then you had all the other farms in the area farming as well. So, you know, people were always to and fro from each other's places. Yeah. Did so, you know, have a
0: bit of a grow for it or did you just do it because you had to do it?
1: Uh, parts of me liked it. Some parts I just find terrible. You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, Your seasons were set out for you. You know, when we were were younger, we square-billed hay. And that used to be terrible. And then my dad took a patch of um, field um, off. Michael White is his name, Michael White Jr.'s father at the time. But you couldn't get any machinery in there. So we used to have to turn it all with a fork and put it into cocks and stuff like that. Even as a a young fella, I remember, you know, we brought over the tin turnips and stuff. And that's... You Know that, that that was nearly on there. There's a lot of machines, you know, coming out and starting to do this stuff. We seem to be always doing it the old way. <laughs> I always seem to be cleaning yards with a shovel, you know. So, yeah,
0: so but, are you in charge of the farm now, or is it something you're gonna?
1: No, I myself, I look, I, I do the work, that's <laughs> what I'm gonna say. As for in charge of it, I'd be more, um, what do you call it? I all the decisions are supposed to be made with my mum and that you know and, and and you know I do yeah look I do all the work that's out there that has to be done and try and keep it going and keep it running and that's you know and that's kind of something I want to do for for myself but also for my dad because I'd like to, I'd hate to see the, the, the effort he's put in yeah. over the years just fall by the wayside you know yeah.
0: and that's nice that'd be a nice uh, yeah, tribute to yeah. keep that going from Um Take me on a little trip then back to Clara. Say in the eighties when you were growing up, what kind of stuff were you getting up to? Where were you going? <laughs> Not sport related now.
1: Collecting pallets for bonfires at Halloween was one thing. <laughs> I uh, remember that means that. throwing <laughs> eggs. Um, you see again, like if you're, we had no phones, so you were non-contactable. I lived outside town, so for me to meet friends, I had to walk to the town. But I also had to get like then. You got your permissions, you know, you had your times because, like, there was work to be done at home. Right. And the work did come first, no matter what, even if it was games or football or anything like the but that all came first. You did your work first and then you went. Um, but, like, what else did we do? We spent a lot of time uh, uh, with Lionel and that, uh, I suppose, playing in the hardware upstairs on the beds, <laughs> jumping from bed to bed. <laughs> God love the people who got them beds. Um, yeah, things like that, cycling and before Quinns had the ministers we used to spend our time trying to figure out a way into it uh, because it was big old building and it was all locked up and we used to but there was a big bell down the place we used to run down and try and ring the bell and see (laughs) robbing apples over orchards and things like that not that we had to but so.
0: <laughs> You mentioned rabbits there and uh, Jimmy Rabbit himself of course that you, you ah, would have Jimmy, thought down for yeah, the years Jimmy about.
1: Jimmy was Jimmy was very good to me and Sam and Mary they were all very good to me and I growing up you know I spent most of my time down playing with Lionel and Jimmy would always Jimmy always had a good word and you know I would always a great way about him a great businessman and I always liked to I thought of Jimmy that way he was he was, he was a nice man and a friendly man, and he was not you know there was, he wasn 't a cross man, you yeah. know, I like Jimmy, you know. of course now you all,
0: you have your own business now as well mm. um uh, like Jimmy had uh, so what is that business, James? a lot of people said, well, what does James Keenan do? I see him driving around, what does he do so what is the what is the business
1: uh, telecommunication, so we put we put service bars on your mobile phone. So if you look at your phone, you'll see 4G and most of them are 3G. But 2017, uh, I, well, I asked for my redundancy of a company and uh, they gave it to me. And I had a subcontracting company from Poland in working in that company. And myself and the guy who owns that subcontracting company decided, you know what, 5G is going to kick into Ireland. Will we have a lash at this? see can we get a contract and yeah we got a contract with Air Mobile which is which was great it's still going it's still running it's even even today now it has it has its its ups and downs you know but it's still running that's still going yeah so I have 12 or 13 working for me now and plenty of vans on the road and all the hardships what's what's the name of the company Antio is the name of the company it's called Antio UK and Ireland Limited but Antio means to it's a Latin word for to move forward or to progress. And yeah, I, we set it up back in 2017. It's been a long road to here, I'm trying to build it up, trying to get labor, trying to get, you know, people to, 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 to trust you and stuff like that. So look, it's been going from strength to strength. Um, I There's days I, I just want to take a break from it all because I've been so invested in it for the last five years. And even through the Last period of months when times have been tough at home and that it has always been quite tough, you know, to 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 keep it going. But look, it, you know, it's 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 telecommunications. Mm. You know, as a, a famous man from the council said to me, "What would five G do for us?" <laughs> and I'm gone. <laughs> it's the future, you know. Telecoms is the future. It's forever going to grow now. So mm. can can I keep growing with it? Hopefully. I have some good staff to be funny funnily enough <laughs> there's only I suppose three of the staff that are actually Irish you know which is, is, is funny so you know I've Romanian crews and, and, and Polish crews because you just can't get that skill set in Ireland yeah
0: so yeah, it's been it's been going okay. Yeah, been, but Clara did once have that skill set, didn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aerial you, services. You, you
0: and I got a good apprenticeship on
1: it. We did indeed, yeah. Aerial service. I left the scholarship in UCD to go and work in aerial services because Brendan Kenny was very willing to give me money and, 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 and as they say, pay for as Lionel said earlier, the football boots and all that. Um yeah, and and they, he had a he had forty staff working from it all the vans in the world he had, he had some great guys and and it, it, the oh man, the fun we had down there the times we had the laughs we had it was just phenomenal. <laughs> I love that era, and I suppose it was before the dawn of all the health and safety too. So. There was characters <laughs> down there now <laughs> that you could write. Well, poor
0: Kieran Lowry Lord of Mercy, and oh, he was he was stop, a great character.
1: Stop, stop. He was one of the characters down there. Oh, there's some huge characters. Serious employer back then. He was back then, yeah. And we, we used to have we had great old times because there was some very, very special characters down there. There was one guy I don't want to name names, but he was in the army. He had been in the army previously and had retired from the army. A very, very funny character. But as I said, they all were. And when Patrick's day used to come, he used to, <laughs> he used to march up and down the yard with a shovel <laughs> on his shoulder and he used to be trying to get the boys to march behind him. <laughs> oh, stop. Characters, like, yeah. there was nothing in it other than... Great characters. Jeremy Minnick, another book, character. Ger, yeah, Sean Loonan, Martin McDonough. Kathy Cavanagh. Kevin Fitz, yeah, all yeah. those guys. I
0: remember um, it was Martin O'Connor and Brendan Kenny hired me in Owl was one day. They asked me, do you know anything about CAD? Do you know, the drawing yeah, thing. And I said, Yeah, yeah bitch, you know, okay, you're hired. Start next week. So I started next week, and two and a half years later, then he sacked me in the mill house. <laughs> the place was closing down. So. I had a
1: weird situation. Um, I'll never forget this. As we're going into Ballinus Law, there was a, a hardware on the left hand side, and there was shop or something on the right hand side. And basically a truck, there was a catenary wire going across the road and a cable and the truck, the cable was hanging down. The truck broke the cable. And when the truck broke the cable, there was two lads sent down to fix the cable. So what they had to do was take the cable off and run a new cable. But what did the boys do? They went down and they got a ladder. And this is as true as I'm sitting here. One lad. Held the ladder up with a two grand fork. The other lad climbed up along and put two connectors on it, <laughs> tightened it up, and went home. Because there would have been all day putting the cable up. A two grand fork, unbelievable.
0: Uh, you know you're into your music as well, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, for some parts. Yeah, older music, we all. No, but
0: of a tattoo, that's going, everyone's going to know about
1: now. Oh, yeah, so slash. Of,
0: a, of a particular band, isn't
1: it? It's a Slash. It's a man bought it for my 30th birthday. It's, uh, yeah, I'd be huge into Guns N' Roses. Uh, I'm very much into Guns N' Roses, very much into Slash. And I have a tattoo on my leg that says RNFNR. Right. Rock and fucking roll. Lovely. And yeah, so... So
0: what was it about Slash? Just a rock uh, star, wasn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, I just... Yeah, it was the rock star lifestyle. <laughs> Danny Price will tell you <laughs> Rockstar lifestyle the. Uh, I just I love that music And I love that era And I love that You know But we were in school you see And then all the boys The biker's jackets And you know All that carry on And we were all into the one all Rock and roll and I suppose you had to be It was kind of Nirvana And Guns N' Roses And things like that Yeah they were good. James
0: where did you uh, is This is a sore subject now Where did you meet your wife? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I used to play soccer with her father. Her father was on the football team, and she used to appear at a couple of these games. and I know her, knows and me, and she knows me, knows and her, but she was quite a hell of a lot younger. Uh, yeah, she was a hell of a lot younger. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, <we leave> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that initially, um, and so did she for a long time um, but then I went to America and when I was working in America I came back and you know there was still I kind of I'd always noticed her but I'd never made any moves because she was so much younger and uh, I came back from America and I thought oh god you know I better leave this alone I'm going to get myself killed and uh, kind of then realised that you know what there's a bit more to this and then it became a couple and people weren't accepting of it and then yeah went from there I suppose <laughs> we were uh, yeah she was, she's 8 years younger than me so
0: not too bad it's not standard,
1: no, so? no 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 my dad and my mamma are 9 years and stuff like that but yeah it would have been uh,
0: how long are you together now?
1: oh god I can't say that
0: <laughs> that'll give the game away will it oh yeah but well, I'll it's, tell you what why not let uh, Amanda tell us oh.
5: James James We've been together now for 20 years, so it goes without saying we've been through it all, good, bad and the rest. And you've always been there for me and had my back when I needed you most. And for that, I'll be forever grateful. Uh, Lloyd asked me to say something about how we met, but I think I will uh, leave that where it is in the past because I don't want you getting arrested. (laughs) Um. But look, we got together when I was quite young and we've had so many years of fun and adventure. Now we're 12 years married with two amazing little boys who absolutely adore you. Um, You take such good care of us all and you work so hard and put 100% into everything you do, whether it be work or farming or sport. And that makes you a wonderful role model for the boys. And I'm so grateful that they have a man like you to look up to. As for me, you've given me 20 years of love, happiness and laughter and unconditional support and friendship. And please God, we have plenty more years to come. I wish you luck in everything you do and I support you in everything you do. And um, that's it. I love you.
0: So now, James, that was uh, Mrs. K. Mm. What the thing think of that?
1: She gave the game away there. Yeah, yeah, I... I... The, the years are kind of yeah. It's it's funny because we were we were she was quite young and I was in my twenties and I kind of now you you know Amanda's been brilliant. Amanda's always been brilliant, very supportive, and you know even setting up this company. She she went through as tough a time as I did because yeah. of yeah. The way things spin out, and she had to try and stop. I'm sure she wanted to kill me a lot of the times, but she looked with that. the two E gel.
0: Well, and of course, man, uh, Amanda works very hard herself down in McManus's. Yeah, and I see you there at the school and picking up lads and going back to work and that. You know, yeah, the two E have the same kind of uh, mindset. You're, yeah, Amanda's good, Amanda's, good providers.
1: Amanda likes to like you know, she's she's good at what she does, very invested in her work and stuff like that, and, and she she. Would um you know, she's very, very good to the kids and she, she's very good with the kids, very uh very patient. I probably a bit more patient than I'd be, but yeah, she's she's okay. great.
0: We have uh, one more lady here to, to talk. So it's your your ma'am.
5: Hi James. Just to <laughs> say how proud your dad rustam and I have been of your of your achievements, especially in sport and feeling your, your dream of owning your own company shows James' has great determination in life. He has been very good to, to us all, uh, all through the years. I'm not saying this now because I want you to do something, but maybe when you're on the way home, you might call in and have a couple of jobs for you to do.
2: <laughs> Hello, Daddy. I just want you to know uh, you are the best Daddy, and I love you so much. <laughs> We love you! We... Uh, I love you,
3: Dad. We love
0: you! <laughs> well, the, the, your your mum and your two boys, mm. that's nice there to have. Yeah, it, uh.
1: yeah, Mammy, well, look, I suppose the girls will tell you that I, I've been Mammy's boy, so yeah. I always have been, but be, be fair to me, she's always had my back, even... Oh, God. In, in, uh, I suppose that I won't say the darkest times, it was bowled in School and Messer and Brother Sylvester and Mickey Moore spent more time calling to the door and how the poor woman didn't lose her mind. But look, fair play to her. She's always, she always, always had me back. Even, you know, even when times were tight and tough, she always made sure I had them. The girls, Lily especially, so, uh, you know, I always had the best of football boots and runners and stuff like yeah. that. And to their detriment, probably didn't get as much as I did because Mammy <laughs> spent her time minding me. So, yeah, Mammy's been brilliant, great influence in my life. She's a great woman. I have some
0: more messages here. One from Gary Fitzpatrick James, uh, you were the best goalkeeper I played soccer with, bar none, and more importantly, an even better teammate. A true legend of Clara's soccer, always dependable and never. Let himself or his teammates down. Also from Declan Daly, James, so happy you're doing this podcast. You're one of the nicest people I know, always upbeat and cheerful uh, like your late dad. Uh, rest in peace have fun and never change that's from Declan Daily mm. uh, one from Lauren Cornley uh, James is such a good person donating his time to help in a fundraiser for the Offaly School for Special Education uh, which is the school Roisin attends Lauren's and James's daughter up to now the fundraiser has raised 16,000 uh, euro for activities and therapy for their children thanks for being involved so nice message there the, the fundraising element of your life James that people might know about That
1: it's something that I should possibly do more of. There's very different things. Many years ago, we shaved heads and chest waxings and all this sort I of did thing. the same, I just not go yeah. back. <laughs> um, I, I always say I, I have a I have a little knack for the fundraising element of things, and I, I have a way of, of going about it. And, you know, I, I always say I should do a hell of a lot more than I do, but it's finding time for everything, you know, because everything has to... You Is know. there a
0: bit of personal satisfaction over
1: it? Yeah, I really, but to be, I like to, I, I like to see people getting on or, or see people that need help getting help because it's just not, we don't do it enough in, as a country. You know, when I say, it, look, you know, the greatest country ever to donate and you can see it by, you know, Ryan Tuberty comes on and there's huge donations and it's very easy, you know, throw money at things, you know, but like, you know, getting out there and actually doing it. It's and, hard work. And, and it is hard work. And, yeah. and people, you know, the, the time and you see people like go around here and they're they doing, you know, collecting for Christmas lights and everything like that. And they're doing, you know, it, it, the people behind the doors don't see is the time element, the effort and this year, you know, you, you can't have a smile for, you know, you you, can, you have to have a smile for everybody. But, you know, all the time you go, oh God, you have to drag myself out. It's a cold, wet, windy night and I do all that. And yeah. I probably, yeah, I, I just always think I should probably do that bit more, you know.
0: Okay, very good. Keep it up. Um, James, I have a message here from, uh, from Parik Omar from Claridge. Uh, I've asked Parik, but he said he, he was trying to record it, but couldn't stop coughing. <laughs> hmm. So he sent me this uh, for me to read out. James... Gave fantastic service to Clara GA a. Club for many years. He played every grade of football for the club and won numerous leagues and championships in his career. I always said that a goalkeeper, either in hurling or football, had to be extremely brave and a bit mad, and the goose is certainly both. On his day, James was as good as keeper that was out there. Unfortunately, James uh, was minding the nets in an era where Clara had a couple of other very good keepers, Kevin Meehan and the late John Buckley, mm. so competition for places was fairly ruthless. Being a goalkeeper, a player needs to have certain attributes, confidence, decision-making, leadership and courage. James had these in abundance. He was a fantastic shot stopper and was great at reading a game. I can only imagine how daunting it was being the last line of defence as a ball is flying at you at speed. I don't know how he pulled off getting a transfer to Castletown County Westmead back in 2008, but I understand, I understood why he did it at the time. He helped them to win uh, their one and only senior football championship in Westmead. I remember listening to the game between Castletown and the red hot favourites, Gary Castle, who had uh, one of the best forwards in the country, Desi Dolan, on their full forward line. James pulled off a man of the match performance, making crucial saves in the day. He kept a clean sheet as Castle Daly won by two points. James also lined out for London in the National Football League against Offaly in the 2000s. Not many people know uh, that James was an excellent natural hurler, only playing up to under 21 level. He played county vocational schools hurling, which was a huge achievement for a lad from Clara at the time. Something that myself and James spoke about uh, was that he wanted to finish out his career playing hurling as it was something that he hadn't committed to when he was younger, but unfortunately the club hadn't the numbers for a second team over the last number of years. That's just a short synopsis of my memory of the, the goose. He is a very honest person that is not afraid to give his opinion and someone that I've always valued uh, his advice over the years. I wish James, Amanda and his young family the very best of health and happiness in the future. So That's from
1: Porik O'Mara. Thanks, Porik. That's nice. I, like I played football with Porik. Porik and I have minor medal together. Yeah, so he was... a. Uh... He's a good footballer. I don't know if he followed on much after that, but he, yeah, we have minor medal together, Paul. So you're taught
0: very fondly by well, anyone that I've been talking to has not any good things to say about you. Uh, it is nice to hear those messages, or is it, what's it like hearing uh, people's opinions of you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, look, I, I'm sure when there's people standing on the sideline and, and making mistakes, they have a hell of a lot of different opinions, but to be fair to people about, you know, people have always been nice to me. And I suppose, you know, when I say nice to me, people have always been friendly and that. And you get that from the small town like Clara. People be friendly. And, you know, there's a lot of nice people around that build you up when you feel a little bit down, I suppose. yeah.
0: James, if you could have four guests for dinner, actually three guests, uh, who, who, who would they be? Past or present or famous or not?
1: Okay, well... I suppose the first one, I'd like to have my dad back for another dinner. Uh, that goes without saying, I suppose. Um, the next one then, I suppose, would be, I, I, I absolutely love uh, Buffon, Gianluigi Buffon, the goalkeeper. <laughs> I, uh, I've i always admired him, same age as me and all that sort of good stuff. And then the last one, which is probably not me, people wouldn't think too favorable, would be Michael O'Leary. I just, I, I just think Michael Leary's great. I, I don't know. People look at me and go, "What is he saying?" Yeah, I, I like his way. I like his honesty. Yeah, yeah, just his, you know, yeah. say it as it is. He's a Brandy Lowry. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's just say it as it is, and you get it. And while it's rootless, it, it, it's, it, it's how he runs his business and how he, you know. And I always, I always find that. Uh, James, what uh, are you most <coughs> proud of? proudest of in your life the kids I suppose at this stage <laughs> yeah. yeah the kids oh, look I'm proud of. It. I have a, a home and a house and you know I'm proud of, I suppose I got to this age without getting killed Um, and yeah proud proud of my family and Amanda and, and you know I'm proud of the people around me I suppose you know that's the kind of the way I feel about it now at this stage okay James before we finish
0: up we're going to do a, a quick fire round um, so the quickest uh, you can answer these the better so are you ready yeah okay here we go James Keenhan on the quick fire round first car you ever bought
1: Mitsubishi Colt.
0: best thing about Clara oh the crack first movie you have ever seen Santa
1: Claus movie
0: most famous person you've ever met
1: oh possibly Usain Bolt but then I met a lot of soccer players as well so.
0: winning a trophy with Clara Town or Clara GEA Club What's best? Oh,
1: I would love to have won a Dowling Cup medal with, with Clara. I don't have a Dowling Cup medal and that sticks in my throat a lot. Um, Clara Town. Now, because of my age, it would be Clara Town because it, it, it's, it's an achievement to just be even able to play at this age.
0: If you won the lotto, what's the first thing you'd buy? A tractor. If you could uh, live anywhere but Clara, where would it be?
1: Uh, Altea in Spain
0: who was your favourite teacher in secondary school
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I honestly think it was pa- Paddy Carroll in the metal teacher oh, yeah
0: Paddy was a good one yeah <clears throat> had the same jumper on all the time but it was yeah, good yeah it was funny. what were your what were you most nervous for football final or the podcast
1: uh, I, I, the podcast <laughs> I think today I'm bald the nervous today uh,
0: this is your million pound question James we'll hand that over <laughs> Which boxer was famous for striking the gong in the introduction to the J. Arthur Rank's films? Was it A. Bombardier Billy Wells, B. Freddie Mills, C. Terry Spinks, or D. Don Cocknell? That's an easy question, I'd say. Which boxer was famous for striking the gong in the introduction to the J. Arthur Ranks film? Bombardier Billy Wells, Freddie Mills, Terry Spinks, or Don Cocknell, and Amanda will be home to check for you tomorrow if you get this. Never
1: heard of any of the four them. I'm going to have to say a Terry Spinks.
0: C. C. Is that the final answer? Yeah. You sure. Yeah. It's wrong, James. <laughs> I thought you. Get... A bombardier, Billy James, we're kind of running out of time, but I'd like to get to this. And this is your uh, all-time soccer team. In goals, then is
1: myself. Okay, yeah, well, that's fair <laughs> enough. I to put you there. So. Um, I, now, just so, so I said this when I, I did up this team, this is the people I enjoyed playing with. Not so much how good they were, because he, he, there's no not enough paper in. In Clara to, to, to uh, you know, write okay. out all the really good soccer Leave players. it with you, so So, Sean Morn, he was, he was l- l- right back in a lot of cases, the hardest kick of a ball you could ever come behind. Derek Cocklands another one, Derek's the manager now. I love playing with Derek because he was so calm. He used to keep me calm. One I really, really enjoyed <laughs> playing with was Magzie Scanlon because he used to say the funniest, funniest things on the field. That, you know, and he was centre back, he was small. He'd eat you, and then he'd be your best friend. And then, the next one is the youngest player by a country mile, and there's and, and Thomas Devine. And the reason Thomas is there is that, you know, his father was a very good influence on me playing football, as in keeping me calm and stuff. But Tomo is just an exceptional footballer. He's just unbelievable. And and, and I love watching him. The next one was, he's a nutcase, but he, uh, again, another very, very talented footballer was Terence Bracken. And beside him was, was Gary Fitz. Gary Fitz is an exceptional footballer, great feat. And uh, the next one I loved was, he was small. The two of them were quite small. The next two was Paul Stewart and then Finian Morn. Mm-hmm. And Finian Morn was one of the triplets and he was the, what did Finian? Finian used to claim he was the oldest, I think, because he came out last or something like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was, he was brilliant. And I played all through my schools with, with Finian in, in GA and soccer. Paul Stewart, I only got to play with a few times. Paul was just gifted, you know, he, You know, in his era, which is, you know, uh, the next one has to be, without a shadow of doubt, Gary Devine, probably one of the best strikers Clara has ever had. I don't like to tell him that. but uh, And the next one, was Shane Coyne or Shane the Rock. Coyne is to call him. Shane was brilliant. Shane was, uh, Shane was just great to watch in his era as well, because especially lads like back then, they wanted to hit you. And he just had a knack of getting away from and scoring a goal. I had to put subs in, uh, and the reason I put subs in is because it keeps me out of trouble. And one of the subs I have here would be my father in law, Jimmy Scannon, played with Jimmy. Um, never lets me live down the fact that I let in 13 penalties in one game. <laughs> Um, there was two in the game and 11 with with they won 11-10 on penalties and one player scored a hat-trick of penalties on they day and never will ever live that down <laughs> I my mean, next one was Peter Newman I love Peter for Peter's speeches were brilliant
0: Peter <laughs> Peter, Peter be listening in now he listens <coughs> to them all from Chicago
1: Peter's speeches were just phenomenal in the dressing room He'd get anybody up and go you want to play football or you wanted to kill someone In the way oh, he was very good another one he always played up front with Gary Devine was Mark Kelly Mark Kelly and they're my management, management are in there. And I've always thought those were exceptionally good guys. The next one is Papa Rickard. And Papa Rickard, for me, Papa Rickard played in the defence. And, you know, you, you went with your life in your hands when Papa was playing. And, and the same with the next one was Bully Quinn. But Papa, I remember him getting sent off one day. And he got, he got over the fence into a different field. And he abused her. Abused the ref the whole way through, the game. And the ref couldn't send him any further because he was in a different field. <laughs> uh, and then bully Quinn as I have bully was another one. If you oh, bully didn't get you, you know if you went by bully too quick, you were you were, you get in and you wouldn't get out sort of thing. He was he was a hard hitter. And then my last one is I suppose a sub would be, uh, Josh Fleming. Josh Fleming plays currently. Josh Fleming scored a hat trick yesterday. This guy is, he's just, he's such a good footballer. But like, I could go on forever there. There's the Sean Greville's of the world. I remember one particular player, Trevor Willis and people like that that would have, you know, you know, there's so, so many of them. Like I played soccer with Noel Brady. I played soccer with Martin McDonough. You know, Simon Dunn was another one. It is to say, if they get in, they don't get out. You know, but you know, there's, Guys in the America, Patrick, Brendan Morn, another one. The Morns, all the Morns. You know,
0: if no manager there, uh, James.
1: Um. Well, I think from hearing what I have to say, Martin would always be the manager. I've always been the go-to for. Um, I loved, love, love. Uh, our time with Bobby and Mickey, we had great whole time there. We won that Sheeran Cup. That was probably the biggest trophy it was ever won at Clara. But yeah, Martin, I think I followed Martin round the places. I don't know why, because we used to kill each other. But now, <laughs> no. in hindsight, we would, uh, uh, you know, we, we we'd be very good friends now. And yeah, I do. I did. Martin would probably be my standout manager, I suppose
0: when Martin signed you for Hurst was that the uh, biggest transfer fee ever 10 euros <laughs> uh, petrol and Joe Collins this,
1: yeah, ten, ten
0: of <laughs> I used to get 10 euros and Joe Collins and Joe i said, you're not going too far
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all yeah. I had James uh, what advice would you hand down to your own kids now Charlie and Danny and to, to other uh, young people growing up now in Clara
1: go to school make sure you go to college and finish college it's probably one of my greatest regrets is actually go on there and been in two different universities, I suppose, uh, one one way through another and not finishing it. And one thing I would always say is to kids is, is read, please read, because I would not be, you know, I was never a big reader. I could read something quickly and practically memorise it. I was good that way, but I didn't have the patience for it and I didn't have the tolerance for it because the football came first or the, the hurl and ball came first. And to be honest, I would have lost. It's okay now at 45 to sit here and talk to you and say, it, but I would have lost a lot of time to football and hurling and and, and soccer and all that and, and really missed out on my studies. I look at my two sisters and they're both very well-educated girls and highly, highly intelligent. And and I'm always that little bit envious of how, how clever they are and, and, and how astute student you know, well-read they are, you know.
0: Okay. If you were uh, probably one of the youngest people we've had on the podcast. The oldest goalkeeper, though, we've had. Um, what does the future
1: hold, James? Well, uh, the future is this. Really, I haven't set me head. I suppose um, we are in this Paddy Carter Cup, and Clara have never won the Paddy Carter Cup. And is
0: this an exclusive now for the yeah. This
1: is an exclusive. We're, go, we're going gun ho to win this, and I'm hoping. The boys have played me in the Cotter Cup and I'm hoping they'll stay faith with me and let me play that. Um I'd like I'm going to finish out this season and then that's that's where I'm done. I'm going to uh, uh, retire gracefully. I told the man it was going to take up golf, but that fell fell <laughs> flat in its face too. But no, I, I am going to I have to you know this year is just I can feel the time coming because I'm struggling to recover from matches and injuries and things like that
0: Okay, James have you anything uh, else that you'd like to say to anybody before we finish up well
1: uh, yeah I look at the, to thank my family and friends for putting up with me patience and the time that they've given me especially my mother and my sisters I don't say it enough to my sisters and I should probably I love them to bits but I, I'd never I'd never let on Um Man and the kids have been brilliant. They've always had me back. I suppose, you know, all the people around Clara that have been nice to me and things like that over the years, I, 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 all I don't show it. I have a lot of gratitude for that. And I'm always thankful for that. And then, I suppose finally, I just want to thank yourself because you've been at me about this since <laughs> the, since the day we won that county Cup final and it's finally come here, and I've done it now thank God it's over because i've been I've been in bits most of the day about it but um yeah, thanks
0: You're welcome James Keenan uh the goose, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time and you've had a very full life. And still on E45, you have some good innings left. So best of luck in the future.
1: Thanks very much, Lloyd. Thank you.
0: That's it, everybody. Hope you really enjoyed the 51st episode of What's the Story podcast. And if you'd like to get involved in any aspect of the podcast, whether that be a request or sponsorship or whatever, you'd like maybe to uh, nominate someone for a podcast, please get in touch through the Little Town Media Facebook page. Also, check out the Clara Business Directory. All the businesses from Clara are there on www.littletownmedia.com. Dot com, uh, And also, we'll be back next week with Liz Fleming from the Family Resource Center, plus others to tell us all about what goes on down there in the Resource Center and to do absolutely fantastic work there. Thanks again to McManus Pharmacy for sponsoring this podcast. And also, just a quick mention to uh, the Clara Musical Society last week. Well done on a, an absolutely fantastic show of Shrek the Musical production. Everything, the dancing, the costumes, everything was absolutely fantastic. So, well done. And uh, that's it. I'll talk to you next Thursday. Take care and thanks a lot. Bye-bye.
5: You just listened to What's the Story with Lloyd Bracken. Check out all our social channels for info on new episodes. Oh, and thanks for listening.
3: the Town.